Welcome to Toast in the Morning, your number one podcast for all things sports and more. Here are your hosts, Evan and Peter. Enjoy. All right, we're here at uh, Toast in the Morning in our luxury studio, uh, ready to discuss the day before Thanksgiving. Give a little bit of output on the games, discuss our standpoint on fantasy through the year, and that should carry us through today's episode. Of course, yes. Uh, primarily discussing these Thanksgiving games. I'm really not excited. So what's the schedule again? I forgot who's Green, playing. Green Bay, Detroit, which okay. is more, I think, probably the best game, depending how you look at it. Yeah. Like, probably. I think it's going to, like, I know Detroit's good, but I think... Green Bay is going to keep it close. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But that is the 12-30 game. Okay, cool. Uh, I did a little bit of – well, first off, I'm going to get a couple bets rolling to keep me in these games cool. because otherwise I can see myself really not caring that much. Of course. Like, obviously, I'm favorite. going to watch football, but, like, get a little bit of food, drift off to the side a little bit. I won't be really locked <laughs> in as, uh, as yeah. much as I'd wish. Of course, yes. So um, I went with one anytime score from each of the three games. Mm-hmm. Actually, now let, let me look at my ticket. But okay. let's see what you would say, and I'll tell you who I picked. All right. You, from either team, your guess, up to you. So first game, Detroit, Green Bay. Who is your pick for an anytime touchdown score? For an anytime touchdown score, I could see a Jordan Love rushing touchdown. Interesting. Interesting. I'm not mad at that, actually. Yeah. I went with a Sam Laporta anytime at plus 145. I like the odds, and I think he had like an extremely quiet week last yeah. week. So I could see them getting him the ball, especially with, let's say, like Jair sitting on an Amon Ra. Mm-hmm. I could see him being a big red zone stre- yep. threat. Like, I could see being like, you know, a third and eight. Not third and eight. Third and goal from the eight. Yeah. And hitting like this little porter over the middle of the end zone, you yeah. know he's gonna outrun a linebacker. Like, see that? Open. See so that? I, yeah. I, at plus one forty five odds, I really liked Sam Laporta. I like Laporta too. Thank God, last week in fantasy, I played him and he was dead asleep. He had like one. He had zero points. I think going to the fourth quarter, finished with like six. There you go. Sounds about right. And then also Cooper Cup got hurt. I had a phenomenal matchup last week. There you go. We'll get to fantasy in a second. But then the next game, which I think is by far going to be the worst, is actually, I think this is going to be a sneaky game. It's going to go one of two ways because Washington's weird. Right. They'll either like shock you and stay in the game or get absolutely curb stomped by 20. Yeah. But Dallas and Thanksgiving. And it depends also what Dallas shows up. You right. can get Dak that goes for 200, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Or you can get Dak that goes for 354 touchdowns, no picks. Right. Uh, I don't know. And don't also, know. That's, like, tough. that's tough. Because you have two different. To give you perspective, all these odds are insanely one way or the other going into these games. Like Detroit, Dallas, and San Fran are all heavy favorites in each of these games. Okay. To give right. you an idea, like, what kind of a Thanksgiving is about to be. But there's going to be one one of the favorites is not going to win, and it's kind of like, I think, a coin flip between Washington. I think Green Bay, in my eyes, is the most likely to pull off a win out of the three underdogs. What was the third game? Again. Uh, we'll get back. I wanted to talk a little oh, more okay, about okay, Washington, okay, okay, okay. but uh, it was San Fran, Seattle. 
Mm, I think San Fran's still kind of on their we're still legit world tour. Right. Right. And also, this is what I want to say about Seattle today is Gino is Gino again. I think he's back to earth. Yeah. I think the, you know, the honeymoon of Gino Smith kind of wore off and everyone's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of a normal guy. He is a, he's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like he is better. He'll be one of your best backups in the league or a mid to lower end starter. I think in a few years time, you know, there's those memes like, where were you for 2016 Jay Ajayi? Like yeah. he's gonna be. Where were you for 2022, Geno Smith? Where were you for 2022 playoff, Daniel Dimes? Yeah. God, I miss him, bro. Aww. It's all. It's all about Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about those frogs in a second. But <laughs> going back to Dallas, what? Who do you take as your anytime touchdown score of the game for the Dallas game? For the Dallas game, I'll tell you my pick hmm. in a second. I'm picking either. Ferguson or Shoemaker? I went Ferguson. Okay. I liked Ferguson yeah. in this matchup, and I was like, I think Shoemaker scored a touchdown last week, so I think it's time for Ferguson to get his. And also you have, uh, what's it, the backup running back's kind of taken over. Yeah, what the fuck is that, man? In, in Dallas. Get out of here. Of course. When you finally buy into the Tony Pollard height, this is what you get? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I was like, all right, it's Tony Pollard, and who else? It's this guy. I don't even know his name, the backup. Daddle, right? Sure. You could you could have said Kaplui as his last name. I would have believed you. Yeah, he stole a touchdown on you what two weeks ago. Yeah, against and Alex. We didn't. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to talk about that game because there was one play. It was like in the first quarter, one of their early drives. They're like he's at they're at like the five yard line at the five yard line, and Pollard gets the ball and he stopped at like the one yard line. He could have easily stretched out his arm, easily stretched out his arm to score a touchdown. But no, that, what happened? Was that the Ferguson out route, right? I believe so. Or no, it, it was either Ferguson. It might have been Ferguson. I think, I think it was Ferguson. I, think it was I remember Ferguson. watching this and I was like, wow. Yeah. So, and obviously I was rooting for you to lose because that was at the moment where I was still afraid you could have got me. Mm, yeah. I, I was watching that at Miller's. I was not happy. <laughs> oh, God. And then who do you take as your anytime touchdown score in 49ers Seattle? 49ers Seattle. I went with the sneaky one. Ooh, sneaky. I feel my first two were like relatively yeah, safe, but I'm trying to think even for like Seattle, like who would uh Zach Charbonnet? Yep. New workhorse back. Zach Charbonnet is yeah. the official Peter Dereza's uh touchdown scorer of the game. Yeah, the Dereza's Heisman watch. That's not an Heisman. But I I feel like I like these three set up as is. It's going to be for like, I think it was, I had a $25 free bet and it cashes out to like $300. Okay. For those three guys, I like the numbers on a free bet. I'll take it and we'll see what we roll. I, I am fairly, like, usually I get a lot of hands. Sometimes when I do touchdown score parlays, like, I'll do one from each team from like multiple games. Mm-hmm. And, I usually hit at least at like a 75% clip. Like the week Najoku, I think, scored a touchdown. I think I went like seven of eight or nine. The one that really hurt, though, is I did a six-legger a couple weeks ago, and it came down to I was five for five going into Kansas City, Denver, 
with what I thought was the safest pick of the day in an Isaiah Pacheco anytime touchdown score. So if I told you, Evan, you are five for five and you have Pacheco against Denver. Before we knew Denver was kind of back a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah, no, they were. You would have been like, yeah. that is like very likely to happen. Correct. And they just curled over and died. And I was just sitting there yeah. in misery because they cost me like $700. Ah. And it's just, and I was sitting there, I was like, what is my luck? Like, because all of the other picks I had were in the one o'clock games. Right. And there was nothing I, where I could have been like, oh, that I got a little greedy with that Pacheco pick because I feel like, once again, that was like one of the safest ones I had in there. I had like Hawk, I had Bijan, a couple of guys going on in there. But you know what? I think at Jamar, life goes on. Yeah. You learn. <sighs> but talk a little bit about the Giants. Yep. Tommy DeVito. Is that dude. Let's. I know most of it is memeing, but like, let's not get too out of hand. But he's a Jersey guy. Like, hey, we might. I've seen people literally be like, "Oh, we might not have pick need to pick a quarterback because <laughs> of Tommy oh, wow. DeVito." Correct. And it's like, hey, you can have the opinion that we don't need to pick a quarterback, right? I genuinely believe this. Um, I'll support pretty much whatever uh, Shane Pitt decides. Dave, all those guys, if they decide. Hey, Jones is coming back, and we can roll with him for another year. You know what? I think I might be able to live with that, and that's only specifically if we get a Harrison or we get a uh, the tackle out of Penn State. Yep. What? I can live with that. Okay. Uh, but if you're telling me you don't want him, if you want don't want to pick a quarterback because you're sticking with Tommy DeVito. I got a problem. A bit I mean, the kid proved he can be a backup quarterback and probably bought himself at least another three to four years in the NFL, bouncing around from team to team. So, like, shout out Tommy DeVito. Get your bag. Uh, Don Bosco legend. Yep. Jersey legend. Yeah, of course. Looks with his parents, obviously. He's proven he can be a competent backup and run the offense. Yeah. He still needs to prove he can continue running the team. We played the command. Let's not get out of hand. Yeah, that, de- any that team, defense is – The Giants yeah. have been good at against the last like five plus to ten years is the Washington Commanders. Yeah. So, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But also, in terms of Daniel Jones, um, I hope we didn't see his last snaps as New York Giant. And I'm not sure. I think I said this last episode, but we got it clipped out. Uh, I hope he figures it out somewhere else because I think, sadly, his time is done in New York. Whether he has more left in the tank or not, I think it's just that injury was kind of an easier way for fans to stomach an end of an era. I think if he had stayed healthy the whole season, it would have been harder to transition. I think we would more likely have been like, hey, he still could be the guy. I don't know. Um, I think it just made it more palatable, and I could see him either maybe starting the year a quarterback or being a backup or, you know, Obviously, people say trade him. I just don't see what trade value Daniel Jones with an ACL injury really has. Nope. With the contracts. Which, once again, I still stand by paying the guy. I just I hope it works out. I think he's going to go somewhere and be phenomenal. He's just the guy that had, in my opinion, all the tools. Well, yeah. He yeah. had the ability, and I think the franchise more than anything failed him. Uh, he had the discipline. 
He had the character, uh, arm strength. You can question maybe it was some arm talent, but he was big, strong, fast, tough. He, ha- you know, what I'm saying he had what you can mold into a good quarterback, right. and it, you know, it, it didn't work out. Yeah. But I, my opinion is, is in a decade or more, I think Giants fans are going to look back fondly on the Daniel Jones era. Interesting. Interesting. I don't think it'll be like, oh, remember that Daniel Jones? Ah, oh, I hate that guy. Oh, he was the worst. He sucked. And then it's going to be like, hey, remember that majestic playoff game in Minnesota? Yeah. Like, he's going to be like, I don't know. He's, he used to be a nostalgic nice pass. Do you have any like any guys like that in your in your Dolphins fandom? Um, Where you look backwards, like, he might have not been that good, but, like, I respect that guy. He might not have been that good, but I respect that guy. I respect Ryan Tannehill in the sense of just the amount, the the absolute beating he used to get by our O lines, because our O lines. You say that about Daniel Jones too. Yeah, Uh, because he had to play for some terrible O lines. His head coach was Joe Philbin. He had there was a a a bullying gate scandal. The team always choked in December. Yeah, and um, he had the there was also expectations because he was the first. Dolphins quarterback, first quarterback the Dolphins drafted in the first round since Marino. So it was kind of like, oh, okay, here we go, you know? So this is like, this is the guy now. Mm -hmm. I think I made the comparison last week. Maybe he has a similar career arc to Ryan Tannehill. And I think also Dolphins fans look finally back on Ryan Tannehill. Like he wasn't a hated guy. I had no no ill will. I I liked Ryan. I liked Ryan. It, It was tough to admit that he was this isn't the guy but that time did before did come at one point but yeah no he he had his moments we saw the flashes he was a legit he was a borderline top 10 quarterback in those first couple years in tennessee in his first yeah like he had that good run no in a vacuum yeah there was definitely discourse that Tannehill is in a borderline top 10 quarterback once again if you go in those years people were saying hey this Tannehill guy, what was Miami thinking? That was like before you had Tua, and right. you were kind of like, bro, I swear to God. Well, I don't think I think a lot of Dolphin fans were just like, this is like what they should have done. Get that heavy running game, find some dudes on that old line to protect him. And he can throw the ball. We always knew he could throw oh, he could the th- ball. He could throw the ball. It was a little spotty because like, I remember they tried to make the, the Tannehill-Mike Walls connection a thing, and it was just very, very hermes. And then they traded A.J. Brown, and then the wheels came off the bus. I'm talking about the oh, Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, yes, correct. Man, they look dumb, don't they? It was bad. It's not even like you could look back and be like, oh, in the moment, you didn't know what he was going to be. No, like, was, we knew. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad in the moment, and it's bad now. And that's why everyone's fired. Correct. Correct. My also hot take of the season is that they are going to fire Vrabel, but he is going to be immediately resigned somewhere else. I could see like that. He's not going to be unemployed for very long. I feel like Vrabel's kind of going through the motions. I feel like he just doesn't care. The Peter hot take actually is somehow, which I think is unlikely, but still, I think Sala could get fired, and I see the Jets hiring Vrabel. I don't think Sal's going to get fired. If you want to talk about the Jets, if you want to talk about them I'm sure right we can now. pivot to that. But the reason why I don't think, and also why I don't think they should clean house for the Jets, is I think you ride it out one last year. You give it, you know, you have Rodgers, 
And also, you brought all these guys for Rodgers. Last thing you want is like, hey, Rodgers finally comes back, and we fired all your friends. Ha. Correct. That being said, his friends have sucked. Yeah, but the thing is, though, you brought them in because they were kind of oh. be like his buddies. And no, like, I, I get it. Oh, I, I, I understand get that. And but he, like we he kind said, of had to do that. I mean, obviously, Rodgers deserves that kind of attention. And that's just the way it is. But he's also old, and if he gets hurt, it's a problem. 100%. That being said, you let it ride out for one more year. Yeah. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work out, next then season, you fire. You fire everyone. everybody. Fire everyone. You fire everyone, and you honestly start over again. And you bring Bill Belichick. Yeah, definitely, because he would definitely want to coach the Jets. Why not? And like just stick it and stick it to Kraft twice a year. It's, it is not like he sticks it to the Jets twice a year. But he could flip the script. I don't think he. I think he's still very bitter. Over his time in New York, where he uh, resigned via a paper napkin. I also saw uh, people speculate that he'll be hired by the Giants and they'll give him full reign. Can we stop? He's not going anywhere. Why do these? No, he's gonna go somewhere. I think. No, he's gonna he, leave. I, 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 100% I think. Doubt. I think there's going to be a mutual parting of ways between Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. I would. I will be stunned if that happens. Honestly, I'll be stunned. It's not going to be a fire. He's not going to resign. Yeah. It is going to be a mutual parting of ways. New England is going to clean out everybody, every speck of coaching staff, and he is going to get hired elsewhere. I mean, and they're going to give him full reins of whatever he wants to do. I mean, I wouldn't dis. Look, I think for the Patriots standpoint, that is a good move. Dude, will they do that? I don't think so. I, I don't think they should. Because I, I think you want to just have that, like, hey, like th- th- it was just kind of be a little tough to be like, hey, s- six uh, six time Super Bowl head coach, you're done here. You know, it's been done before, and it's, it's just a mutual parting of ways. But I'm not well, saying he's not saying he's Bill Belichick, but the Belichek Giants as that as that someone that's going to take that nice. I mean, the Giants did it to Coughlin. I'm not saying they're on the same level, but he won multiple Super Bowls with them. The Giants, yeah, did, I, the Giants did it to Girard, and uh, the Yankees did it to Girardi. Not saying they're Bill Belichick by any stretch of the means. Well, that's the thing. They're Belichick. Belichick, and also he is a different type of persona. He's like he is feels like the slightest inconvenience will just irk him and will irk him forever. Mm. Like he is still bitter. Like the reason why he hasn't retired because he wants to beat Don Shula's record for most wins because he's bitter because of comments Shula made years ago about the uh, the Spygate stuff. What did he say? Apparently, I don't know. Apparently, he probably Shula was just probably just like disregarding. Any of like the success they have because he knows all that Spygate stuff. I'll take Belichick over Shula any day of the week. I I wouldn't. I, I wonder you, why. You know, I would take uh, I Belichick's want... quarterback. I wonder why. Because uh, Belichick's quarterback was pretty good. Yeah, Shula had what a bunch of nobodies. I mean, he did look. He, look, he took over like six years, like four years after they were an expansion team. So what uh, the Patriots when Belichick took over what were Super Bowl champions? I mean, they made a Super Bowl a couple, uh, like five years before. Five. Actually, no, twenty. Like, I know they did. They did make a Super Bowl like five years before. They but off my back. point being they is, lost. don't act like Brady. Obviously, you need hand in hand. That's like discrediting Phil Jackson for having Jordan and Kobe. That's just like not how sports works. You need, oh, I, I know. You need one A, one B. Don't forget, Brady also played alongside of probably multiple top five defenses. Oh, 100 percent. That. You know, looking back, if he doesn't have the defenses, maybe he's got an Aaron Rodgers type career. Oh, no, I, where I, he's I, getting his team to that level, but oh, not able to get over the hump because oh, he has bad defense. Oh, I get that. Just fuck Belichick. So, 
Shula Oh, Alde. okay. So he's a biased statement. No, no, Shula, no, Shula all day. He's better, better coach. Fuck Bill. I don't know. Honestly, I, I'm I, look. I'm enjoying this Patriots downfall. I'm I'm all for it. All for it. This is great. I'm very much enjoying. Hey, you this. gotta you gotta worry about the Dolphins. You guys could barely look, beat look, the Raiders. About, look, look, listen. I know it was ugly against the Raiders. The Raiders. But that is a team that is just playing a little bit more aggressive compared to uh, Josh McDaniels. are supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. And you... Sometimes you got to win ugly. That's the thing. You got... Listen, we were talking about the, the Broncos being the Chiefs. The Broncos are back, though. That's different. Oh, it's different. Okay. I think they're actually uh, back. It's different. The Broncos okay. are actually back. Aiden okay. gotcha. O'Connell... Like I, I've said this multiple times, he has good arm talent, but he is the definition of a statue. He was the first statue ever made. He cannot move his feet, cannot get around the pocket. If he does not have blocking, he's abysmal. I mean, you're correct because he only gave up 13 points. So, and like I will say, six of them were off via turnovers. So, the defense did their job, I will say. So, like, Adrian so did not have a great game. Tua. Tua had a. Decent first half, second half, eh. I'm still waiting on you guys beating a team with a winning record. Right. I'm waiting for some of these teams to not lose against these uh, bad teams. Like I'll give you guys that, but it's it's giving me very strong Dallas Cowboy energy. It, Listen, it, if I look back on the Cowboy teams led by Dak in the past many years, it's like, great, you guys are beating the piss out of bad teams. Congratulations. But when the game is on the line, when you're playing a good team, when it gets to the postseason, which we have not seen yet from Tua, what do, what are you made of? Listen, I get that. I 100% get that. And I do want to have that nice signature win. That being said, I feel like all these big games that they're playing are all away. Just go figure. Uh, but look, I get it. I want to go. I, I will. I wanted to go to Germany and see them beat Kansas City. I wanted to go in Philly and beat the Eagles. So obviously, I wanted to go, wanted them to go to Buffalo and beat them. You know, obviously, I do. Out of the bu- uh, Philly was upsetting them because you got manhandled. We did get manhandled. We were in that game for a little bit. We were in that game for a little bit, but yeah, like they were. It was a ugly style of football. They got we got manhandled for sure, for sure. And this is my issue that I brought up last episode, but that episode had foul, foul corruption stuff, so we never saw it. But I. <laughs> I set a point where the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel, as creative as he is, and I love the creativity, he needs to play complimentary football. We cannot be doing fourth and one at the five-yard line, a screen pass, Tyreek, where everyone saw it. We can't be doing that. We stop. These third third and shorts, second and shorts, third and shorts, we can't be passing the ball. Wide receiver end around. We can't be doing this shit. Run the ball. Run the ball. I, I, I know the trust is has been there. Most of running with a head of steam. Yeah, look, I understand the, the trust hasn't been there since the Isaiah Wynn got hurt and A-Chan's hurt. I get it. But Mostert's had a, a good season. He still performed. He still performed relatively well since some of those injuries. I don't know why we've just instantly been like, ah, nah, we can't. We just can't run the ball. Because that was like the whole, uh, like why this team started off so hot. Because they were, because it was a balanced unit where we can run the ball and we can, we can pass yeah. the ball. We, I, don't, I don't like as much as it's great to see Tua throw for 350 yards, and obviously Tyree could get 2,000 receiving yards. We need to be a little bit more balanced. And like, listen, and I'll, before I give you, I'll let you speak. Like, as much as I want to see all these accolades, 
I also I want to see some Smash Mouth football where you know we're gonna, we're gonna you know play these tough games probably in December and in, in January hopefully in the long run. Like nah, you know you're, we're playing we're gonna play Baltimore in in December, so mm-hmm. it's gonna be a little bit of a, a tougher climate. So yeah. we gotta play a little bit more a uh, little bit more of a cutting edge. Mm-hmm. But defensively, they're they're turning around. Jalen Ramsey's really helped. But Please. everything of off of what you said is why I sadly have to give Nick Sirianni and the Eagles so much credit. And why I think oh, they are yeah. the best team in football oh, is uh, to the inverse of the Dolphins' weakness. They are even when the offense is struggling, even when things aren't going their game their way, they're able to win these t- close, tough, gritty games. I and they're dis- able to mold against whatever pace they want to play that day. That's the pace the game's going to be played at. They can slow it down. They can speed it up when they need any short situation. They're able to get guaranteed. And they uh, play. They can play gritty. They can play fast. They're just so adaptable, and the game plan is able to. They're just able to, you know, adapt to what they see that day so well. Right. Even when things were going, their their offense was not good against Kansas City. But no. when they need to make a big play, Devonta Smith is there. When they need to score in short yardage situations, they're able to punch it in. Even their defense almost got beat by MVS. Like, they're able to get stops when needed. Um, or a little luck on their and side. And I think I get that they had the luck on their side, but they were able to get that luck because they made the right call, right? They oh, said, really? hey, we're not going to let Travis Kelsey beat us. We, I think they believe they triple teamed him on that play. Travis Kelsey's not going to make a, be able to make a play. We're taking him out completely. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to beat us, it's going to be one of the three scrubs other than Rashi Rice that we have running around there. Right. Rome said, I'm going to throw it up to whoever gets open first. It was MVS, who, as we know, leads the league in deep ball drops. Yeah. So even though obviously they had luck on their side, it was still a schemed-up situation. 100%. I don't disagree with that point with the Eagles. They are a very good team. Are they? Yeah, they don't play pretty, but that's Philly. Like, that's they win. Like they win. They don't it's like watching they the don't Patriots care. again. Like, it's like the offense is just – Ticking their way along, and yeah. then the defense. Oh God, I just I don't think. Hon- honestly, I would say Patriots' offense were a little bit more exciting than Philly's offense. I, t- I, f- I just feel like this Philly offense still has more like, big, got, big play yeah. potential. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Brady was just di- yeah. Brady was just dicing teams up for like eight, eight to twelve yards a pass, and he's yeah, like, yeah, Bro, yeah, I'm gonna true. rip my eyes out. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Scratch that. Scratch that. No. Not disagree with my own comment. So, do you know how painful it was to watch a new like I know you yeah. remember to watch a Brady yeah. drive with two minutes left as he throws, you know, drives with the field for five to six minutes, completing, you know, seven of eight passes for eighty yards yeah, to go yeah. down the field and yeah. score with no time yeah. on the clock. Yeah, I I yeah, I go back to my point. Yeah, I, <laughs> I take I it back. I absolutely hated that. <laughs> absolutely hated that. But and it was so upsetting because there was nothing you could do about it. No one could no one somehow could stop it. There's no one. I don't know. No one could, because uh, he always. That was the one thing about Brady. He always made the right decision. Yes, it did not matter. He made the right decision every single time. Correct, correct. And it drove me nuts. A hundred percent. But look, they got Philly's got the perfect coach in Sirianni. I, I as much as everyone hates his guts, and I get it. I understand. Get it. It's honestly, it is sad that he's like yelling at like Chiefs fans. It's not like they. Like it's like, it's a Philly thing. It's a uh, Philly thing, but also he's like definitely like he has definitely been holding this back since losing the Super Bowl. Yeah, 
Like this was his Super Bowl here. Like just. To I stick mean, it. understandably so. Exactly. If I was him, I'd be going five times more nuts. What what what, what would uh, you describe as nuts? Just you may probably just grabbing your nuts and be like, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But, but I, 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 yeah. But with the final statement here, Evan, though, take us into Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? And you know, passing around. Look, I'm, I'm thankful for, you know, as much I criticize the Dolphins a little bit. I'm, I'm thankful for the Dolphins and their hard knocks that started yesterday. It was a fun watch. Oh, was it? It's a good watch. It was a good watch. Um, if it was any other team, I definitely wouldn't be watching. But you know, of course, uh, I'm thankful for the uh, the New York Jets. For being the New York Jets, as I predicted uh, this year, uh, heading to this season. Uh, shout out Tim Boyle. Good luck. Um, I'm thankful for um, I'm thankful for uh, three years of doing this podcast. We, three years, Pete. A little over three years we've been doing this show. I'm glad. That's crazy. And that takes me to my final point, Evan. I'm thankful for you, and I'm thankful for this show. I'm thankful for you too, Pete. Uh, to all our viewers, uh, think of something that you're thankful for. Uh, tell your mother you love her. Yeah. And have a happy Thanksgiving. You too.